Welcome to the Nightmare Emporium. Here we take a deep dive into some grisly tales that are bound to make you lose your head. Now, let's check in with our host, the macabre Marvel herself, to see what she has in store for us this week. <laughs> Exit 24 It's almost strange how driving at night gets less magical every time you do it. The first time, you look at the lights of the cities and other cars and gaze at the stars through the front window. After the millionth time, however, it all gets indifferent. Everything fades in the background just like it would in the daylight. The lights don't stand out anymore, they're just a part of the scenery like cities are while seen from a distance during the day. The magic of the night seems to disappear over time. This is how I felt while driving home. Me and my fiancé had just moved into our first house, and it was a beautiful moment for me and Zoe to finally enter the house while it was under our ownership. However, the stress of the move soon caught up to us, as getting all of our things to the new house was a long and tedious operation and on the first night we were done with moving everything. Zoe had already found out she'd forgotten something. Apparently, her beauty case had been left at her parents' house on the other side of the country. I tried to convince her it could wait a night, but she told me it was way too important for that, and since I was the only one with a car, I should go. Not wanting to cause an argument in their first night in the house, I agreed and hopped off in my car, off to be a hero and get that beauty case. The ride to my in-laws house went on without trouble. My old trusty Audi had given me no problems and the radio actually played some decent music, making the drive pretty tolerable. Although the drive started while there was still plenty of daylight, by the time I had arrived at my destination, the sun had disappeared over the horizon and only the moonlight guided my path to the driveway of the house. Zoe's father was quite irritated with the disturbance, but her mother completely understood the predicament and quickly grabbed the case. They gave me a bottle of water for on the way back, and I was on the road again. That month, I had driven through the night countless times with a moving truck, so the magic of it was completely gone. I just drove mindlessly, just trying to get home in a reasonable amount of time. Unfortunately, my surroundings weren't the only thing I wasn't paying attention to, and soon, my fuel meter was getting very close to the E. Not now, not now, I yelled, but yelling doesn't add fuel, so I looked frantically for a gas station. Finally, I saw an exit and immediately took it. This was apparently exit 24, though the previous exit was 12, and that wasn't the only weird thing. It had a sign saying there was a gas station, but it seemingly went into a forest. However, I didn't have time to worry about where the road went or the numbering of exits. I just needed some gas, and fast. I looked in my mirror and saw that a big SUV had taken the exit too. This reassured me a bit, as I wasn't so alone anymore. A corner in the road came, a corner I wished I had never took. Around the corner, it seemed like I had driven into a new, hellish world. The entire forest seemed to be on fire. All of the trees, except the ones near the road, were burning. 
coloring the sky red. How did I not see this while on the highway? I asked myself. Just as I said that, the screams began. Sounds of people being tortured and gruesomely murdered came from everywhere in the forest without seeing anyone causing the sound. I checked my mirror and the SUV was still there, so I wasn't the only one seeing this. I checked the road and immediately slammed the brakes. In front of me lay hundreds of corpses in the middle of the road. All were horribly mutated and were laying in the road to block it perfectly. But now it seemed the screaming had stopped. The sight of all these bodies were too much and I grabbed my phone to call the police. Strangely enough, the caller didn't connect me to the state police, but to a local bureau. Still, police were police. I told the operator everything I saw, saying I needed help soon. The operator, however, stayed calm, almost like she had experience with this situation. She asked me for my location, and I told her that I was somewhere on exit 24, and she told me, no matter what, stay in my car and drive for it. Just before I did, I heard a knock on my window. The guy from the SUV had gotten out and was now trying to contact me. I rolled down my window and immediately regretted it. What are you thinking? You could have caused a crash with breaking like that. What kind of moron are you? I pointed him to the bodies over all the roads. He looked shocked for a minute, but after that it was back to the insults. Who is that? The operator asked, apparently having heard his voice. Some guy who was behind me while I braked for the bodies. He's now yelling at me. I said, wait, is he out of his vehicle? She asked. Yes, what? I couldn't even finish my sentence. I heard her swear on the other end of the line before calling a supervisor or something. I was still wondering why it was a problem that he was out of his car when it happened. A black, void-like arm came flailing out of the flaming forest and grabbed the guy by the stomach. He screamed loudly while being taken to the forest. Then, his gigantic car behind me was picked up and tossed away like a coin. I yelled an expletive, causing the operator to talk to me again. Sir? What happened? That, that guy behind me, he just got dragged into the forest by some black arm. I yelled. I knew this would happen. All right, listen to me. Drive. Drive now. The gas station you're looking for is only a mile away from your location. Just drive, please, she said. She didn't have to tell me twice. I pressed the gas pedal. With tire smoke, I screeched off, and the screaming began again. Now one voice louder. I arrived at the gas station, which was indeed there. The second I arrived there, the fires and the screams seemed to instantly stop. It was a very modern and clean facility, in sharp contrast with the landscape I had just driven through. Luckily, there was no one there, so I filled my car up, paid, and drove away. I almost screamed with happiness when I got back on the highway and saw other cars around me. The terror was finally over. I arrived home around 3 a.m., where Zoe was still awake. Are you alright? You look like you've seen a ghost, she said while I put down the case. Um, there was a large car crash. Lots of blood and ambulances. Not a pretty sight, I lied. Oh yeah, that's no fun, she said. 
Well, anyways, thank you for bringing my beauty case, she said. Yay, I'm a hero. Now if you'll excuse me, I'm going to bed. I said tiredly. Zoe laughed, but I couldn't. Since the experience, I've tried multiple forms of therapy, but nothing seems to truly help. I can now put the event somewhat out of my mind, but every time I have to drive at night, I make sure my fuel tank is 100% full, and every time I look at that bottle, full of fully cooked and vaporized water, I think of that night and all of the horrible events that happened. Well, well, wasn't that just a scream? Until next time, our fiendish friends, remember to stay scared, and sometimes it's more than just a story. Ha 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 ha!